0: Today's episode of the Masked Man Show is brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network. With the NFL playoffs in full swing, make sure to check out the Ringer NFL Show. Each week, the Ringer's Robert Mays, Kevin Clark, and Danny Kelly, all stand up guys, break down everything you need to know about the NFL postseason. You can subscribe to the Ringer NFL Show on iTunes by going to iTunes.com slash The Ringer or find it wherever you get podcasts. Welcome to the Masked Man Show with Dave Schilling. We're actually, we're putting your name on the plaque, man. Yeah, at this point, I to feel sign like outside the door. I should
1: be in the title.
0: It's, yeah, we'll just ch- change it to the Dave Schilling Show and then in tiny letters with the Masked Man. I'm not mad about that. Dan St. Germain, Hollywood Dan St. Germain, will be calling in shortly with his uh, WrestleMania fantasy booking, which was so funny I'm just and so good, I had to just get him to call in to do it. Dan is too busy, uh... Writing for a major network sitcom to show up on the show that much anymore, but he's uh, but he's still part of the family and we love him. Yeah,
1: um, I, I wish he was sitting right next to me right now and I could just embrace him. That well, I'm sure he would enjoy that.
0: The uh, <laughs> we were just talking about Rick. What what Royal Rumble was was this was the flare the famous flare promo 1992. Um, Flair was so great. Like Dusty and Flair are just like the yin and yang of the greatest promos of all time. I mean, obviously, you can't. I mean, there's a million other people you'd, or there's a handful of other people you'd put in the running. I mean, I, you know, Macho Man, all those people, but um, Terry Funk gotta go with Terry Funk. But Dusty and Flair interacted so much, and they got to cut all these promos, and they're both so so good. But what really kills me about Flair is the tear in the eye stuff. It's like, where did that even come from? I mean, it's not like he was like reading that in a magazine or something. And it's just it's such a just a slightly off kilter turn of phrase that it becomes the most memorable thing ever.
1: Yeah, I don't know. And, and he did such a great job of, after months of that angle being he's a real world champion and everyone who has been the WWF champion is not legitimate. He's the real the real deal. And then when he finally wins a WWF title, he acknowledges the significance of the moment and uh, just did a great job of selling himself, selling... The, the match and selling the belt Yeah I
0: don't even know This is Royal Rumble ephemera I mean Dusty's my I, I prefer Dusty is Dusty is a writer's promo And Flair is an actor's promo If yeah. that makes any sense Cause Flair was all body language It was all And Dusty like He I mean he was probably doing them on the fly But it was like A well constructed narrative mm-hmm. Oh man Anyway we, we could do a whole show On those two guys Um This has been a big week I was just saying My notes are just like Overflowing my In my self text messaging But the uh I guess the big news of the week that we got to start off with is, is the death of Jimmy Superfly Snooka, which I wrote about uh, on the ringer.com. And it was a really hard one to write. I mean, I don't, there's not, there's no way to really get around it. Um, uh, my editor, uh, you know, when we were talking about it at the beginning stages, he was just like, this is like writing Woody Allen's obituary, except worse. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's, it's, um, it's it's just really tough when, I mean, it's, it's not, he's, he's not, it's not unique for a pro wrestler to have just these like incredibly dark skeletons in their closet and to also have given us incredible amounts of joy over the years. Um, in some ways you just got to kind of hold those two things separate and, you know, you can't not acknowledge his passing and, um, you know, you can't not, not acknowledge the, the, you know, coolness of watching him grow up when you're growing up, do all these incredible things. Um, But there's a dark cloud over the whole thing. I mean, I mean, I'm not every, I'm sure most people here know this, but he's, he was recently charged with, I mean, within the past two years, charged with killing his girl, then girlfriend in 1983. um, I believe. And, uh, and, you know that it was a rumor that had been around forever i mean she everyone knew that she had died but that he was whether or not he was involved it seems pretty clear that he had um a hand in it and it's just a really really sad story um for for her family and that it took so long to get any semblance of justice and then he was finally um ruled uh incompetent to stand trial just i mean it, it was since last summer this that that uh part of the case had been going on but um they've and they officially just just tossed the trial out, I think like January 1st or something. It was like that. not long before he passed. Yeah. Uh, because it was just now, you know, he wasn't fit. Uh, there was a lot of, I wrote about this in the, the start of my piece. There was a lot of chatter online, a lot of indignation justifiable that he was, that he had agreed to sign autographs at this WrestleMania that's coming up after being declared in incom- incom- <laughs> Sorry, excuse me, incompetent to stand trial. And um, but you know that's that's the thing that i clued in on because that is as dark as it is that's sort of like pro wrestling you know like in a nutshell that like there's always going to be like wrestlers will always show up despite mental incompetence or whatever you know the that metaphorically connotes to and there's always going to be people willing to pay money to stand in line and and uh and you know it's just like I said it's a it's it's really hard to like hold those two things separate or to not but it's it's a I
1: think we do that every day as wrestling fans you know that that's it that's That's, yeah that's the thing is we do that every time we watch the show knowing and and, in football too you know any sport where there's head trauma you're uh you're trying to enjoy something that could adversely affect people's lives that there is a lot of you know questionable uh, behavior involved with this uh you know it's it's tough but uh i think we we can still we can still be fans of stuff like wrestling and football and, and whatnot and still you know want it to be better yeah i i totally
0: agree i mean i i i went to great lengths in in the piece to not to <laughs> to not um parallel nancy argentino's like just ridiculous death to CTE, but there is that connection there because it's, it's yeah. part of what it's the, it's the disconnect in between being a fan and, and being a realist or being, you know, part of the, the world, the larger world. I mean, listen, this is what got me writing about wrestling was the distance between the superheroes that we grew up, you know, idolizing and the real people that played them and, and you know, the, the self mutilation they went through, but also just like the not necessarily heroic lives they led Um, and to me, it's like, it's, it's part of what's really compelling, but it's also the hardest thing about being a fan. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, that happened and, uh, there's not, you know, it's, there's not a, it's hard to talk about, you know, there's not a right way to talk about it. And it was really a hard piece to write, um, both, you know, emotionally, but also just conceptually. It's, it's a, it's a tough thing as a wrestling fan to grapple with and, uh, and it's also tough, if I can just turn this light, to write to, to write and say things like this without using wrestling metaphors, because it's always you have to wrestle with something or grapple with something. Or, <laughs> right. Uh, I wasn't
1: going to say no pun intended, yeah. but I think it was implied. Listen, uh, enough about that. The
0: other thing that happened over the weekend, totally, totally shifting directions, before we get into Raw and SmackDown and the looming Royal Rumble, um, the other thing is
1: uh, that there was a, United, a UK tournament this weekend and we watched we watched it together. Yeah, and uh, Dan St. Germain, Hollywood Dan St. Germain. Uh, I thought it, it turned out pretty well. I, a lot of these guys, you know, clearly still fairly green. Um, but it, it, just like the Cruiserweight Classic, it's nice to see other styles of wrestling yeah. being exhibited that you wouldn't see on Raw or SmackDown every week or even NXT. Um, I really love the Pete Dunn gimmick, the Bruiserweight thing. I thought that was really clever, and uh, he seems just like a legitimate, like hard ass kind of guy. Yeah, the mouthpiece thing just adds another layer of, of uh, unpleasantness to his his look. Yeah,
0: it's. A, I mean, it's funny watching it. I, I think about. I mean, it seemed like half the guys were at the last PWG show I went to. I mean, they, we were joking at PWG that they must have just like chartered a whole flight for the UK contingent that was there. But <laughs> right. the, um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was a really cool show there. It definitely had the vibe of a really good indie show in that, like there were a lot of guys that you didn't, that didn't seem like they were ever going to be like WWE material. Although we would have said that about half the WWE roster, you know, two years ago, but they were all very good at being wrestlers. Right. Um, And you know, you're like, you said the style was cool. I mean, there there was a lot of, um, there was a lot to enjoy about it. And And the tournament, the tournament vibe is always just so cool. I, I know I always harp on this stuff, but, the, uh, but the, the venue really made the show.
1: Yeah, the Empress Ballroom, which they had used for a Takeover London, if I remember correctly, it just looks amazing. It reminds me of you know when they used to do um, Raw from the Manhattan Center, and it just has a theatrical vibe to it. It has a very intimate feeling, uh, and it's historical. Uh, it was great, and the crowd was, was hot for every match. Uh, you know, it, it, as someone who doesn't know most of these guys... Because I'm not huge on UK wrestling, uh, it was great to to know that the fans knew who they were and that they were excited. And you know there were some surprises. We got Tommy End with his his uh, his name intact. Oh my gosh! Which was a huge shoemaker markout moment. You, if I'm glad
0: that you were there to see that, but I was just like, I mean, I I, I lost it, man. <laughs> I lost it. I mean, for I mean, there were a lot of cool things. It was cool to see Neville getting a chance to shine there. It was it was cool to see Finn balor come out and really pop the crowd and have the fans chant finn balor and not prince Devitt or whatever i mean that was that was nice yeah um yeah i mean are there any guys okay dan is ready to call in so we got to do this in just one sec but the but the um are there any are there is there anybody from that tourney who you think is gonna have a career in wwe or like could potentially have a career on the main roster obviously the dream here is to have a uk touring show which could be amazing we were talking about this when we were watching if there was just a little a stable of uk guys and you can send over some supplemental talent from the raw roster i mean and even to do a thing where you could let guys take some furloughs there or whatever you know if cody rhodes could just go work europe under the wwe banner for a year instead of having to quit to to like get his juice get his mojo back i mean that just as an example that would be great i mean you could even if you, I mean, if guys like Barrett decided to work five shows a year, I mean, bad news, Barrett. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, is there anybody that jumped out at you as like a potential, as a potential stateside star?
1: Um, besides Pete Dunne, I think maybe what Mark Andrews, the the incredibly skinny guy who looks like a potential I, a Backstreet Boy. I
0: hate him so much, but he, but there's no denying he's got a he's got a charisma. He's got that, that sort of like.
1: Jeff Hardy charisma that like you just can't Really quantify yeah no he's He's obviously a pure baby face In the way that he works and in the Way that he looks because he he seems like he Weighs 25 pounds soaking wet But he was way over And why not put Him in the cruiserweight division just toss him in there
0: I I enjoyed Wolfgang I I mean I enjoy I like Trent Seven I I still he, he looked smaller than I than I he looked in all like the YouTube Matches of his that I've seen smaller height Wise um but man but i think that he's got a lot of uh a lot of moxie and you know that sam gradwell guy who had this you know the the kind of wwe build the yeah. traditional wwe build but i i'm with you I don't, I don't i don't i mean i'm not i think Pete Dunne is the star tyler Bate was a weird was a weird choice i thought to to put the belt on but but more power to the guy he had a great he had
1: some great matches in the tournament absolutely it's it's a uh, i think they they're doing it right by using um progress and uh, icw to kind of run the point for them build up uh, a fan base for wwe as a as a regional brand in europe or in in the uk specifically it it worked and you know what i gotta say shout out to michael cole who was great just fantastic he gets a lot of uh shit for not being as good as jr or whatever but he was fantastic on this tournament he did a really really good yeah
0: Um, and, you know, people always say it's, it, 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 I mean, it, when people are tr- defending him, his defenders will say he's got a lot of voices in his ear, one in particular, and it's a, it's a big job to do. And this one, clearly there were a lot, many fewer voices in his ear. Yeah. And he and he did a really, really good job. And, and Nigel McGinnis, too, who was, who was a great color man. Great to see Nigel. And uh, like you said, Tommy and... Um, who knows if they're going to let him keep his real name they also name check chris hero who is officially a wwe uh, contract employee right now uh, once again um it's it's cool i mean it's it's cool i mean who knows if they're going to keep their names but it's cool that that continuity is there so yeah. um anyway that's really cool let's get dan on the phone and uh and uh, we're going to we're, we're jumping straight to uh to WrestleMania fantasy booking because everything that happened on Raw and SmackDown this week was basically careening the the, the arc of towards WrestleMania is, in, is has begun. Yep, um, we're there, we're on the road, and Dan was uh, Dan while we were watching this. Dan was like fantasy booking WrestleMania. Or didn't you ask You were like What's your What's your Wrestlemania card You turned to him and asked him Yeah I asked him straight up What do you, What would you do I thought that he was just Going to be like uh, Like what I would do If you asked me that Is I would just be like uh, I don't know Like uh, Dan
2: Is that David Shoemaker The masked
0: man It is And Dave Schilling is here too Say hi Dave Hey buddy
2: what, Dave do we have a nickname For you Cause I'm going by King of King uh, of sad
0: style. style Yeah for
2: uh, What do you have, are, we need to get a nickname for you?
0: Are we yeah, well we we've officially changed your name from King of Sad Style to Hollywood Dan Saint Germain. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. You are calling at uh you are calling in a major network studio. You I'm in my office at a major network guys. I, I can't believe I even have time for this.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I frankly can't either. If you're is 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 uh have you, have you have you talked to Renee Young today? <laughs>
2: Oh, uh, are we talking about this on the podcast?
0: No, it's okay, man. We can leave. We'll leave that for another episode. This is gonna start uh, a serious, talk serious, serious rumor.
1: Yeah, we, come on. Uh,
2: there's no serious rumors. We followed each other on Twitter. That's it. let um, it's not. You guys are blowing up my spot. I'm gonna get like a double arm DDT when I go to Orlando. That's actually. By the way, have we figured out what's going? We're all going to uh, WrestleMania. Have we, we figured out what's going on there? I'm nervous. I'm gonna get there, and I'm gonna have to like. Like, there's not gonna. I'm not gonna be able to get in the shows. I'm gonna be hanging out at Epcot all day while you guys are watching the matches.
0: This is actually one of my recurring nightmares that I show up for WrestleMania <laughs> and it turns out it's in Tampa instead of Orlando, and I and I have <laughs> a um, uh, So anyway, the reason why we were just talking about the UK tournament. <clears throat> and then, mm-hmm. and you know, Raw and SmackDown this week were all about prepping for. I mean, the Royal Rumble's coming up, but they were all prepping for WrestleMania. But we were just telling the story about how Dan turned to you during the UK tournament and said, "What's your, okay, what's what's your fantasy card for WrestleMania?" And in like forty-five seconds typing on your phone, you came up with uh, what I thought at the time, I mean, maybe I was just drunk, but it's a bit. <laughs> you, it seemed like you came up with the best card possible. Well, what could you want? Will you will you run I that did. down for
2: us? Well, first off, even before I start this card. Did I not predict Kurt Angle coming back in some form?
0: Yeah, you did predict that. I'll I'll give you credit. I, don't, I did. I don't know if you get solo credit for that, but you, you definitely a, were talking about it.
1: You get it. a medal just like Kurt Angle.
2: <laughs> um, all right, yeah, I'll go into this. So this is what I have so far, and, and I guess you guys talked about uh, how fun this week in wrestling was, but uh, you guys have already probably uh, talked about that. So I'll go into my card. Um, and then, for, before I start, I should say this: I'm, I'm being jumbly on the phone. I've already I, I've heard some of the rumors for this mania, and I couldn't be. I was really excited uh, because I thought that you know the card was going to because they had so much more talent available than last year that the card was going to be bonkers. But now I'm hearing the rumors that it's going to be Goldberg and Lesnar headlining, and AJ versus Shane, and Roman versus Undertaker. And, it, and I think the only thing that that would be good that would come out of that would be like maybe a John Cena Samoa Joe match or something, you know? Because they would have nobody for Cena to work with. Um, but it, it just seems—I don't know—I'm just really bummed out by the top couple matches. But anyway, here's my ideal card, and 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 before I let me see the caveat that this is like realistic we talked about like you can't be like all right we'll see him punk you know (laughs) versus hulk hogan you know that's not going to happen so it's got to be within the realm of uh, the wwe universe so i have triple h for seth rollins which everyone knows happening but to sweeten the pie you have stephanie mcmahon in triple h's corner and ronda rousey in seth rollins's corner okay right. all right
1: i love this one this was what i really marked out to this idea when he told me the first time this is fantastic
2: yeah i think because everybody's expecting triple h for Seth Rollins now and they don't expect that layer and i think that they've already they they haven't still and this is nothing this is nothing to do with seth rollins fault it has to do with booking's fault but they still haven't although people love him, they haven't really cemented him as a baby face yet and having ronda there like you know helps that i think
0: sure i mean she got a pop last time she showed up i don't i mean her 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 q rating might be a little bit lower than it was then but i but i think overall that uh, that that holds up yeah
2: well you know well, she'll just be acting, and as we all know, that's that's her strong suit. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> meow, well, Bruce, regular Bruce Fullanche over here. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, you know Goldberg and what versus Wesner, you have to have that. You know, I have mixed feelings about that. Shaq versus Big Show, which is kind of like a fun spot fest, which we already know that's happening. Um, I say, no, this is. Kind of, I say, open the show with Braun Strowman. Braun, have Strowman win the Rumble and have him open the show versus Roman Reigns and just have him dominate Reigns, similar to, like, Lesnar and Cena. And uh, I think people people would love it, but he's still range is not going to get over as a baby face. So if you're going to keep him as a baby face, like WWE has been doing, then <laughs> just have him have like, uh, have what all us, all us smart marks want to see, which is just a dude who looks like the bad guy from revenge of the nerds, uh, beat, beat the shit out of him for a couple minutes. That would be really fun.
0: I'm, I'm all in on uh, this. That's great.
2: Yeah, it's great. He, he's He's like the most fun thing to watch in wrestling now anyway. And Guys, you chime in and interrupt at any moment, so because none of what I'm saying is at all important. But Chris Jericho versus Seth, uh, Seth Owens, uh, Chris Jericho versus Kevin Owens, uh, which we all know has to happen. So, you know, nobody's too, too excited about that, but. Um, and then I, I, here's my idea. You, you have to get all these. In, these guys are too big for the rumble, but the, they don't have a spot on the card. I know. You know, Shilling. You and I talked about this. That every year that the Intercontinental Championship match two years in a row is is starting to get kind of boring. Um, and the ladder match, especially because you have Money in the Bank. So I say uh, United States N I C title scramble ladder match, similar to what, what you had with. I think they did like the European and I C title. They did the same thing in either a 17 or 18 or 16 I don't know. Right. But you have Big E versus Randy Orton versus Kofi Kingston versus Big Cass, versus The Miz, versus Dean Ambrose versus Samoa Joe versus Bray Wyatt. Um, wow. And and uh, yeah, and then you uh, you know, I don't know how how you would book it like who you would have to win. I think it would be interesting to see, you know, um, you know, Samoa Joe maybe get one title go to SmackDown and then and then the New gay, New Day get the other title. Ingo? See, I think the key uh, the key
1: to this is that each belt has to stay on its respective show, but if you're, let's say, big cast and you win the Intercontinental title, you have to go to SmackDown. So the,
0: so the, yeah, res- great idea. the
1: wrestlers move, not the titles. Exactly. Oh, that's interesting. It'd be
0: interesting to that's see a like... Great, that's way better than what I had. It'd be interesting to see like Bray Wyatt win the U.S. title and then realize afterwards that that meant he was like leaving his buddies behind. Right.
1: And then he just surrenders the title and goes back or something. But yeah. I think I think it makes it. Uh, there's a little bit more intrigue and, and character motivations become paramount in a situation like that. All right, all right,
2: Dan. Yeah, no, I think that that's that's great. You made that booking. We should just be the WWE creative team. That's three. Not Shoemaker Because he's too on the outside But me and Schilling <laughs> oh, let yeah. go Hollywood We're
1: connected <laughs> baby
2: <laughs>
0: You've got that You've got oh, the mainstream oh, Writing credentials That WWE loves So that's a, you're, you're you're
1: basically
2: in I, I interviewed him I think I botched the interview Like eight years ago When I was just A museum security guard So Well, well now you can know, ask
1: You can ask Renee Young for, for some pointers The next time you interview
2: all right, let well, you know let's not get too inside baseball again. I could run into these people, and my life could be threatened, okay, that's true, and I don't think I would get a job you know, like I interviewed a couple of years ago, and then i it was one of those things that was so miserable as a security guard when I interviewed for the job, and then they had like an idea that was similar to mine like six months later and i I wrote like a strongly worded letter to the like I believe that that was my idea in hindsight, I was uh miserably depressed, so um <laughs> it's, that's me uh making good so I can get a job. Um, the main event, I would say, has to be um, AJ's. Uh, this is my main event: AJ Styles versus John Cena versus The Undertaker. You can't just have an Undertaker versus Cena match because I don't think Taker can go anymore. We saw that with Shane McMahon, right? Um, and you have to have AJ in the main event because he's earned it all year. He's been the best thing about wrestling. Um, and I know people were sick about AJ versus Cena, so I think this is and this is a, this is the markiest thing in the world is that you finally have. The John Cena heel turn. You do it like this. AJ's elimination. We do the rules. What's the rules? Where it's like, uh, you know, uh, the the rules where it's elimination rules, right? So um, like a tornado, have, whatever. Uh- yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever that is. Um, you have uh, you have either Undertaker, or you have Undertaker or woman at AJ Styles, right in the beginning, and at the end of it, you do a similar thing, though, kind of what you had with Austin Brett. Where Cena uh, doesn't make Undertaker tap out, but he still keeps holding it. You know, he keeps holding it, and you know he's going insane because you know people have been cheering AJ in the match, people have been cheering Undertaker, they're not cheering him, and then you have AJ make the save, and then Cena beats him up. And uh, basically, you have a double turn there. You have AJ then go full baby face, and then you have Cena beat the hell out of both of them, and then you have like this uh, new heel. And maybe and it's different than like Hogan turning heel or Brett because he almost doesn't even know he's a heel while he's doing it. You know, like he still thinks like he doesn't turn on the crowd or anything like that. He just keeps he like almost just loses himself in rage. You know,
0: I'm I'm, I'm into it. Okay.
2: All right, and then the other one. This is why I'm a genius. Um, you had uh, you have a build, you know, you have this, uh, you have a, this is a w, SmackDown versus Raw sort of feud where you have the club uh, and a mystery opponent versus uh, American Alpha and a mystery opponent. Um, so it's not title versus title. It's just, you know, tag champions versus tag champions. Um, and the club comes out and Rusev comes out uh, as their mystery uh, partner. Uh, and then... Kurt Angle's music hits. You have Kurt Angle come out, um, and have Angle, uh, pin Rusev in the middle of the ring. This way, too, you don't have the whole match, depending on Angle. Uh, I'm sure he can still work. This is the difference, too. I'm kind of, like, sidebarring this for a second, but the difference between Kurt Angle and Goldberg, in my mind, is that when Goldberg came back and he wasn't muscular, um, it kind of was a bummer for me. But having Kurt Angle come back and not be muscular, because he still has those, like, deep, sunken eyes, it almost looks more badass in a way. Like, he looks almost more dangerous without muscles. Maybe not more dangerous, but he's like a different type of dangerous like now he looks like that wrestling coach that can still beat the shit out of the wrestlers you yeah know?
0: well when he w- he was cutting weight when he was like talking about pl- d- doing the olympics again back in tna and he looked so weird and yet yes yeah, so freaking scary
1: i wouldn't say scary, goldberg yeah. doesn't have muscles by the way he, he said he came he back without muscles. Much, yeah okay sure but he has more muscles than the three of us combined
2: yeah, it's... yeah. Well, thank God Goldberg is known for his technical wrestling, so he can make <laughs> up on that front.
0: <laughs> oh. oh wow! All you're right. right, you're not scoring I'm not be points able to go with to Renee. Any, any
2: parties with you guys? No, nope. this
0: is going to be really awkward at WrestleMania. Uh,
2: that's okay. I don't want to hang. I want to go hang out with the Evolve crew. I don't know. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so you have uh, I was saying, and showing, uh, You have to have Sasha's. Uh, you know. Uh, as the ref or versus Bailey versus Charlotte or you have a triple threat I, I think it's got to be really... a triple
1: threat
2: okay well yeah that's fine uh and then Andre the Giant Battle Room. now I guess I guess where well, you have uh well, you have maybe a four way match between uh Alexa Bliss Nikki Bella Mickey James and uh Becky Lynch I, I, you know I, as a women I don't know four corners match I don't say I think all of them kind of deserve it you know so
1: that's the hard part about doing a card like this is you have to book so many multi person matches
2: it is. It's really tough because you don't want to leave them off a WrestleMania card because they've done such a good job all year. Like the idea of Miz not on a WrestleMania card would be so, so bad, but you can't really find a spot for him otherwise.
0: Well, right. to, to be clear, I mean, just to reiterate what you said, this is the hard part about like booking the WrestleMania card well. The, I mean, the, the the easy way out is just putting everybody in one-on-one or tag team matches And then have the show be six and a half hours long. And I feel like WWE is probably going to go with option B.
1: We are almost there. Yes. Is it five right now? five hours it
2: was five last year Yeah, it was really long if
1: we do go we're gonna have to do like uh, wear diapers like that lady uh who went to go uh what kill her husband (laughs) this is the astronaut (laughs) we just wet ourselves in the seat we drive to wrestlemania in diapers we'll just (laughs) me and shilling just shitting ourselves along the way i mean you gotta do what you gotta do if you if you're at wrestlemania every every second counts
2: You know, it's crazy that we're going to have the same WrestleMania experience then that Iron Sheik has. So.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, that's unfortunate.
0: All
2: right, well, thank you guys. Hey, thanks thank for you. calling in, man. We'll
0: let you get back I to your uh, to your highfalutin lifestyle
2: out there. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just bike white and uh, cigars with hundred dollar bills over here. So
0: yeah. Um, well, try not to try not to that's tip okay. over with all the with all the money you have in your pocket. Um, have a I good Have won't. a good day, Dan. Uh, we will no, talk to you, you. again soon,
2: and Oh, yeah, and check out my website, dancysgermaine.net, at Germain on Twitter. And, uh, I mean, the show I'm writing for comes, ne- comes out next month. Are you allowed to talk about out, it? I guess. Yeah, Superior Donuts uh, on CBS. And I think we premiere after the Big Bang Theory on February second i believe which is my sister's birthday you got the hot uh,
1: lead-in bro has
2: nothing to do with this pretty hot lead-in pretty hot lead-in that's amazing that's why when next time you see me in mania i'm gonna be wearing a monocle and (laughs) eating dodo meat so so so
0: like if your show if your show fails at with after the big bang theory lead-in that's just like a catastrophic failure
2: (laughs) yeah david i guess you could look at it that way <laughs>
0: I'm just kidding man uh thanks for coming hey, on man we will talk to you again thank soon you for
2: having me I really appreciate it bye
0: thanks to Dan Saint Germain before we get into our wrestlemania talk uh, a quick word from one of our sponsors uh Depins diapers is I'm uh, totally just kidding uh today's Mass man show is brought to you by Simply safe home security services can be such a ripoff. they lock you into long-term contracts where you're out stuck writing huge checks with no way out. Honestly, it's robbery in and of itself and it can cost you thousands of dollars. But now there's a smarter way to protect your home with Simply Safe Home Security. Built by a Harvard educated engineer to make you safer, Simply Safe provides security that you can trust. While most alarm systems rely on a phone line which can be cut, Simply Safe is wireless and portable with a cellular connection built in. You get professional monitoring with police dispatch so your home is safe around the clock and there are no annual contracts, so there's no commitment or lock-ins, period. Best of all, with Simply Safe, twenty-four-seven protection is just fifteen bucks a month. That's less than half of what most places charge. So, opt for service you can, you can rely on and protect your home the smart way with Simply Safe. Get more security, more freedom, and more savings. Visit simplysafe.com/ringer to get ten percent off your system today. That's s i m p l i s a f e dot com slash ringer. All right, Dave. So we don't have a ton of time left, but um, the the two big things I want to talk about are, one, the opening of Raw, which was just a setup for the WrestleMania main event, basically. We were talking before the show started about how it seems sort of like they're projecting that a Raw person, one of these Raw guys, is going to win the Rumble because on SmackDown, they're talking about the Elimination Chamber. And on Raw, they're talking about main eventing WrestleMania. Now, maybe that's just because Raw doesn't have the Elimination Chamber. Um, presumably. Do we know this? Yeah, no, it's a SmackDown-only pay-per-view. Yeah, so... You know, Raw's already angling for that spot now. Who, who knows if that's going to happen? But we had the Raw, we had the the show opening Raw promo, and we had uh we had the elimination setup on SmackDown. So we have these two big like meat like just melees of all of the whatever counts as a main adventure these days, right? Um, so on the Raw side, <clears throat> we had Roman Reigns, um, Brock Lesnar. Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, Seth Rollins, and Braun Strowman got to throw Triple H in there, and Sami Zayn, I guess, is part of this whole thing too. Is that is that is that a is that everybody who might be in that the picture?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Sami Zayn is sort of on the periphery of that. I wouldn't I wouldn't put him in the in the Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, sure. Um, I, you Triple know, H I was yet. actually talking to Sean Finnessy, the
0: Ringer's editor, about this just yesterday. That like there that three on three tag match that closed the main evented RAW maybe i was just in the right mood I always got to say that but like that felt like I, I, that felt like just the perfect main event it felt it felt like a you know i don't know if it's an attitude era kind of match or whatever but it's like all the all six of those guys matter mm-hmm. to different to varying degrees and they all kind of have different entanglements and, uh, and it didn't feel like you're giving away a pay-per-view main event but it felt like exactly the right level of gravity for for that show and I, I was I was really into it
1: yeah it's 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 rare that you get uh, a match like that that could seem thrown together it's just like well we just need to get all the guys in a match but there was there was some actual there was some heft to it and I think that's that's partially because we are so close to WrestleMania now you know, we were talking about this off the air. It's like it's starting to feel like that time of the year, that season where everything becomes important. And the people that are on top, if it's a Sami Zayn or a Kevin Owens or a Miz, um, when they're doing main event things at this time of the year, it's a sign that those people are trusted and valuable to the company.
0: Yeah. Um, I guess you can put The Undertaker in this mix too. Yeah, of and we don't really know yeah. where he's going to go. But let's like. Uh, do do you believe that that Rollins Triple H is like a, a is a lock? I mean, because I feel like with it, as much as everything else is up in the air, that does seem like an obvious match you want to have, and th- the degree to which Rollins has sort of been in a holding pattern over the past few months leads you to believe that like that's the destination. Um, but I mean, if if there's other matches, I mean, if Roman, if we don't know what Roman Reigns is doing yet, like how do we know? I mean, how do we know that match is going to go off? Wouldn't you just do? You know, I mean, isn't there isn't there a way that isn't there a version of this where they just do like, like Owens and Rollins and Triple H or like Triple H is a referee or like, and this is terrible fantasy booking, but it, like it seems like there there's other options out there, right? Well, yeah, I
1: mean, the, when we were talking at the um we were watching the UK tournament, the whole genesis of this WrestleMania um, fantasy booking thing with Dan was, uh, you know, we, we were talking and I said, what about Finn Balor? Oh, of course, you, you don't have any. We didn't even in, talk about Finn Balor. You have Ballard. nothing for Finn Balor to be doing, and I could easily see Kevin Owens Finn Balor for the title, or Seth Rollins Finn Balor for the title, yeah. we're because this. he has that. He has that claim to the throne. He was never pinned.
0: The whole thing I kept thinking when they were, you know, when when Dan was talking, when Dan was fantasy booking today and, and Sunday when he was doing it before was that was that, you know, Roman Reigns versus. I guess Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman would be cool. I mean, the, the belt would help that, but if it's Roman Reigns versus The Undertaker or something like that, like it doesn't need the belt. And right. Jericho
1: Owens, if that's going to be the match, give that the belt. You know, like there's there's a I mean, it's it's obvious none of these these uh, world title matches or the universal title match because it's not a technically a world title, it's a universal title. Those title matches are not going to close the show. It's going to be Goldberg versus Lesnar. So instead of feeling like you need Cena or Reigns in the title matches, just give the belts to the feuds that need the rub. That's what the belts are often for, is to add an extra slice of legitimacy and and gravitas to a match that might not otherwise have it. And Reigns versus The Undertaker does not need the belt. All you have to do is go back to the summer when AJ Styles versus John Cena was the biggest, hottest program Sure. In wrestling and that there was no belt involved at that time yeah no I, I i think that's i think there's
0: a lot of logic to that although but the, but the flip side is you know have your biggest matches be your biggest matches and right. let the other ones make lemonade you know like right. whatever um so what do you think what do you so what so what is your what, what is your prediction for wrestlemania or do you want to go ahead and say that that rollins triple h is going to be the match i
1: think it's going to happen uh, triple h has to work not that he is being forced to but you know he's going to want to work a match sure i mean and i want to see triple h work yeah i
0: I love watching triple h wrestle um, at some point point he will stop being a great wrestler in his in his in winter or whatever but so far you know this past few years have been fine by me yeah uh kevin owens uh chris jericho seems to be pretty much a lot i mean it seems that like that's the direction they're headed for the u.s title or or not um but that's I mean, definitely when you give Jericho the title, it seems like you're like you were saying, trying to give some stakes, trying to give a little bit of oomph to another match. Mm-hmm. Um and that seems like the sort of logical conclusion, especially if Rollins is out of that is out of that feud and Reigns is moving on to bigger and better things. Um Sami Zayn will inevitably be in a money in the bank letter match or a or a something that, you know, well I mean, maybe he'll be maybe he'll get bumped up. I don't know. Um Maybe, maybe it's like, you know, Sami Zayn versus Finn Balor in a match of mutual respect or something like that.
1: Yeah, I would I would sit and watch that for 30 minutes. Finn would be a great Undertaker opponent. He could bump would, for the Undertaker, at yeah, least. Yeah, I mean, he could
0: bump. I mean, I, I like Dan's idea of the triple threat, we, you know, just because it would be nice to have somebody in there like a Cena or like whoever that can, that could literally carry the undertaker around when necessary, but also someone in there who might get more of a shine off of it. That's what that was Meltzer. I think Meltzer tweeted about that this week is that Cena, Cena, undertaker is the, is, is what's, you know, penciled in right now, but they also, there's also this conversation that it might be undertaker's last match and they want it to mean something for him to lose to somebody a little bit younger. Um, Ah oh, man, Finn would be a, a really cool choice, especially cuz it would take kind of minimal, you don't really have to integrate Finn back into the into the narr- the ongoing narratives, you just have him, you know, come out as the demon and stare down the Undertaker and, you know, point at a WrestleMania sign and there you go. It's easy. Yeah. Um but I mean the 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 interesting thing is, you know, we've heard rumors about Reigns versus Strowman, That there's they're building up Strowman to feed to Reigns. There's also been the rumors that that what Dan suggested isn't that far off from what, you know, some conversations they'd had. Who knows if that's true. Um and both of them have been have been have been, you know, um rumored to to be un- potential Undertaker opponents too. Uh what, what what's your what's your choice slash feelings on that on, on for
1: Rain for, Strowman? Yeah. I think it would be fine. <laughs> we have to remember that it's just a fact of life that Roman Reigns is the chosen one. Yeah fighting against it is is fine you know people can boo him and, and, and what what not that's their choice but it's it's obvious that they're building this card just like last year and the year before with the express purpose of making him a bigger star sure everything about the build up to Wrestlemania 31 was about Roman Reigns is gonna beat Brock Lesnar and of course they changed their mind at the last minute or the last month or whatever uh, for the better, I think, but that was that was the narrative of that match. Yeah, I'm sure he was supposed to 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 beat uh, Brock Lesnar in that. And then the year after, it's him going over Triple H. They're gonna keep doing this. It's gonna happen every year. Better that he's working with Braun Strowman, and he. Hulks up and spears him and oh, wins yeah. the match. Hulks up is
0: the Hulk's up is the is the operative term phrase there because this will definitely be a throwback match if it's that's what a, it yeah. is. And there's and you can find a lot of joy in that.
1: Yeah, that's okay if it's a if it's a ten minute match where you know they have a stare down, they do a test of strength. Uh, eventually, Reigns Ru- uh, slams Strowman, can't put him down. Uses three Superman punches and a spear and beats him. That's all right. Right. I would rather him do that than what they're doing at the rumble where they're kind of dragging down guys like kevin owens not in terms of work rate but in terms of heat yeah you know kevin sure. owens can't really build as a Wait. as a heel sorry totally st- sidebar if owens and jericho are
0: feuding who's working babyface oh it's got to be chris jericho the list is is more over than, than But that's but everything about his gimmick is so heel like there, it doesn't translate owens can just owens can just start receiving cheers jericho has to like I don't know. I mean Jericho has to like turn some stuff around, right? Am I crazy? I think Jericho I think that you're right by the way, but I think that the but the the it's it's more of a direct path to
1: Owen's working baby face not I, that there's has to be a baby face, but yeah, I'm a huge proponent of if something is popular, then let that person be the baby face and you don't have to change it. Uh, you don't have to soften the character, just like Chris Jericho, keep being the dude who has the list, yeah, and people will cheer it. Uh, but he's fighting Kevin Owens, who they find despicable, simple. I wish that they would
0: just not—they would like drag this out a little bit longer. Let them like let the feud start at WrestleMania. Do like Owens and Jericho versus Sammy and Balor, or something like that, and then have them break up at WrestleMania, and then the next three months for, on Raw should just be them trying to find new best friends. So like week one, it's like just some, it's like whatever. It's like Titus O'Neil, who, by the way, I'm not quite sure, but might be headed towards a giant breakout. this has been a very interesting few weeks for him, but then like it goes on and it goes on. And then maybe like at the pay-per-view one, like Owens is just like my new best friend, Roman Reigns. And then that just like, you know, can like change the status quo.
1: And then, the next year at Wrestlemania it's Kevin Owens versus Finn Balor for the title and and Kevin Owens loses but then who comes out it's Chris Jericho and then he puts Chris Jericho on his shoulder like Miss Elizabeth and the Macho Man and it's a beautiful moment and we all cry (laughs) I was trying
0: to figure out where you're going with that that's really good (laughs) Wrestlemania
1: 7 baby I
0: think what we've decided is it's like the the main event picture for I mean the Wrestlemania picture for Raw is like kind of set and it's like kind of hard to talk around the rumors but like I hope that there's some more wild cards that are coming our way um, we gotta we gotta jump to SmackDown. They're, they announced the Elimination Chambers coming back. Um, judging by the opening the show opening promo, I mean, obviously AJ and Cena will both be in it, no matter who wins at at the Royal Rumble. Also, sort of diminishes the Royal Rumble match, at least the belt wise, right? Um, because they're they're gonna be fighting for it again, you know, like five days later or whatever it is. So AJ, Cena, The Miz, um, Dean Ambrose. Is it six people? It's six people in elimination chamber, right? Am I just making that up? Six. Yeah. Um, So it's those four. Um, Dolph Ziggler. I, I gotta tell. I'm such an idiot. I was. I was so confused as to why they were bringing back the King to do this. To do this interview pro segment, that it didn't even occur to me that, that it was him and Ziggler, and this is what it was going to be. I was and it was also in Memphis, so that was another big part. Yeah, of I, no, that's what, what I mean, like. I was oh, like, sure. "Why is the King?" Oh, it's in Memphis. Oh, and then it di- I didn't make the next leap, and so when I was watching it live, I was like a ten-year-old. I was just like, "Oh no!" <laughs> like it was happening like right before my eyes. Yeah, uh, it was really really great. So I, I bet they'll put Ziggler in there because what else is they going to have him do? They'll probably then Baron Corbin. Is that your number six, or is
1: it sh- going to be Shane? Like what do you how do you how do you foresee this happening? Well, since Shane is most likely wrestling at WrestleMania, it could not hurt to have him go out and work another match in the couple months before Mania. I don't, Elimination
0: Chamber though, it's like the reason you would put him in there is to do a crazy spot. And if and why give away a crazy... I mean, in the thinking may go, why do a crazy spot there?
1: Well, you have to because they've built up this gimmick as so brutal. They were talking about that on the show on on Tuesday. This is, you know, it's a hellacious structure and, and you know, it ruins careers and that kind of thing. So I think they have to do something um, to make the stipulation matter. So if we can say Miz, Cena, and AJ... Are definite. Dean Ambrose, would you say that's a definite? Not necessarily. Because he has the Intercontinental title. They might want to have him work a separate program. I also think that Dolph Ziggler being in the match might be a mistake because, because he, he needs to build his character up and he should be working with a with an Apollo crews or someone like that. Yeah. Or he could be he could be feuding for the IC title again, I mean, with just a different opponent. <laughs> oh boy. Um so so let's just
0: say let's say Miz, Okay, so Ms. AJ and Cena are for sure, and then between all the other people we've talked about, including Randy Orton, including Shane, including Bray Wyatt, Luke Harper. I mean, I kind of feel like they're going to be doing their own thing, but who, who would you put in? Fantasy book It who are, your, who are your next
1: three? I would put Orton, uh, Luke Harper, and Bray Wyatt in the match. Oh, this is a good idea. Because then they're all going for the belt. We've already established that their loyalties are being divided. Uh, there are factions inside of the faction. And then you either do, you know, a, a babyface turn for Luke Harper, a babyface turn for Randy Orton or for Bray Wyatt, depending on where they want to go with it. But there's a, a huge amount of intrigue in that. And then you don't have to send them back to the tag team division and you don't have to work a triple threat or something like that. They're just in this.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't okay I'm, I'm not hating on your, your fantasy booking at all. Um, we got to get out of here. I know this has been we we're just in a huge hurry today. There's a million more things we could talk about. Is there anything that we're just like like glaring things that we're leaving out? Cage match? Yeah, the on cage Tuesday. match was great. I
1: mean, Mickey James is back. I'm I'm out on the escape uh, rule. I think it should be pinfall or submission in a cage. I don't like You can't, you can't rewrite history. We have decades crawling. of cage rule cage, cage matches. I know, it just looks bad on television. It's 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 contrived as a ladder match but without the visuals of the latter it's just it's strange um but the, I, good for them i'm glad they put it as the last match you can't really have that open the show no it's got to close the show and mickey james being a part of this angle is a really great idea
0: we uh yeah i was gonna we got a lot of giveaways this week we had the i mean that the the big matchups like the the women's cage match obviously it was a schmozzy finish but we had that funny that kind of schmoz it was like dusty Rhodes came back from the grave to no no offense to uh to, to Cody, yeah, yeah, to to book that match and also the tag match on Raw, which had just a straight up dusty finish. Is the I mean, it was that was
1: that was bizarre. I, why not just put the belts on on the club at this point? I, whatever, that's fine. They're building them up. It's gonna be. It's gonna. We're, they're, they're, they'll, have, they'll get their shot.
0: Um, they they knocked them down. They got to build them back up. Yeah. Listen, we got to get out of here. Thanks to you. Uh, do you
1: want to talk about what you're writing this week? Oh yeah, I wrote a, a big uh, feature for Bleach Report uh, for BR Mag uh, about the nba in the age of donald trump and and social activism and and uh, all that stuff uh there's a lot of great quotes from people like carmelo anthony and uh and jj reddick and david west and i it's i think it's gonna be a good piece so check that out should be coming out tomorrow because today's wednesday um we didn't get to talk about the uh who, who the the 12 mystery
0: now as of now mystery entrance in the rumble will be but that's fine because it doesn't matter we can talk about that next week yeah, I'll, we'll i'm sure i'll be back next week yeah, no, you're not. We're actually not letting you leave the studio. You're just going to stay here from now That's on. That's okay. There's plenty of Miller Lite to drink. Uh, we got to get out of here. Thank you guys for listening. Royal Rumble's a, a, just right around the corner, and this is the most exciting day of the wrestling year. Definitely the most exciting season. Uh, as always, apologies to Dean Ambrose. We will see you back here next week, humanoids.